0: Hi, it's Sean with T-Shirt Voice Lessons, and today we're going to make fun of some people. So I <laughs> hope you have fun with that. Uh, but first, I actually have a retraction or whatever that thing is that they do in the news media when they print something that's a little wrong and they they go and fix it on like page 12 that no one read. Um, <clears throat> so the yeah, yesterday I was talking about the song Hello by Adele, and I said... And I'm thinking of the other version of that song by Lionel Richie, but I didn't mean to say version. I meant the other song with that title, okay? So just any really particular people who was like, oh, well, you know, that's not really the same song. I know it's not the same song. So the other thing is, I actually want to, this is a little bigger. This is not a retraction, or maybe it is because I think my first podcast, I said this is my first podcast. Now, this is my first podcast for t-shirt voice lessons. But I want to be accurate. I have like seven episodes out there that I, I still haven't gotten access to yet, so they're kind of just out there. Um, it's T-shirt voice no, T-shirt vocal coach. and that's, that's pretty much the same thing as this, but it was T-shirt vocal coach. And there's a reason why I changed, and I want to talk about that before we go on, because T-shirt voice lessons is about you. T-shirt vocal coach, and by the way, it had this cool intro, like, I'm really low-key on this one, it had, like, a cool intro and outro, and it was like, yeah, you know, but, but the thing is, it was all about me, it was setting me up before you talked to me, and then I talked to you, and it was all about, it was way too much about me, I have, like, too much personality and stuff, don't listen to it, I mean, you can, because it actually has useful info, but um, it's too much personality, and I'm like, yeah, we'll say funny things, and we'll have fun, but I don't want it to be, hey, look at me, you know, I'm a performer, so that's the way we are I guess and I didn't realize that I had to step back a little bit <clears throat> so just to throw that out there that was not my first podcast so that's my little retraction also this is uh, I'm doing this I have a lot more fun with this cuz this is really this is about you and it's about getting info to singers out there cuz I have a very simple mission and that is that we all understand that at our core we are the beautiful creatures that sing it's a simple mission I want people to sing more. I want to hear people sing at New Year's like they used to a long time ago. I want more people singing at people's birthdays instead of just kind of mumbling to themselves. And it's time to, to sing again. It's time for us to sing in a chorus together. <clears throat> so that's my that's my two little retractions and some extra thoughts that I threw in there. So... When I said we're gonna make fun of some people, we're gonna talk about specifically breaks and transitions in the voice. And as usual, I've been working on stuff, so that makes me excited. I want to talk about it with you first, and you're gonna get useful info. I'm not just gonna like I'm not even selling it. So I mean, I'm not like I'm selling anything, but uh, but uh, you are gonna get useful info. So excuse me. So the there's a lot of when i said making fun of people there's a lot of things out there where there's just a lot of misunderstanding about the anatomy of the voice or that a word has just lost its meaning just like the word handicapped we use that in a formal setting like well the handicapped people and blah 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 like it's so formal well you know that was a slang word it meant someone who could flip out their hat and beg for money they're handicapped and yeah isn't that weird so it's lost its original meaning it's become a different meaning there's lots of words that do that we have idioms in our language that have no direct meaning but they have they have their own meaning so this is like that in singing and it's even worse because these words have become a jargon and i don't fault any teachers so if your teacher does this and i make i'm gonna make fun of them just don't fault the teacher Interpret it for what it really is, and I hope that today we're going to understand some of those words because they are related to breaks and transitions in the voice and how many people handle them. All right, are we ready? Because here we go. So, you may may be blessed with a voice that can go from the lowest note to the highest note without any break or transition, without any huh or... (laughs) or move to a lighter voice like you sing perfectly full and then go up and it's like this because you have to flip into another voice have you experienced that where you had to flip into another voice well that's a transition some people actually have some on the bottom too but in that case a lot of times it's speaking it's going into that speaking voice that i was saying not to do last time at all so what is it what is going on so when a singer has a a transition area we're all not perfect we are we are born singers but we have environment and habits that are not natural so therefore we don't have all the things that we could have as natural born singers there are natural born singers i've there's probably about one in a thousand i've met about three or four where they have no breaks their voice projects everything's good and when i've worked with those people my main mission was to make sure they understand what things feel like because when they go out of uh, when their voice goes out it goes out (laughs) i had a singer who was uh, what i call it a natural singer it's like this it seems like it's like this special thing like you're born like a jedi or something but it kind of is uh so he he was one of those people he had those things his voice had no breaks his voice projected his voice speaking voice singing voice was exactly the same his lowest notes and his highest notes were were the same it's the place where all singers need to go. Well, this singer, well, when I said the th- uh things go out, um, we were in a show and one day his voice just cracked and it was out for like a week. And I was like, you know, Cameron, you need to get this looked at. This is not, uh, this, this is because of the, your voice type. You don't even know what it's like to have a bad feeling in your voice. We all know, those of us who have had to break through those transitions, but natural singers don't know. They don't know what it feels like when the voice doesn't work. They've never had that feeling in their whole life. It's almost like being blind. Isn't that strange? So he didn't know what that felt like. His voice had no way to recover. So he worked with an arts medicine specialist. Those people are great. Usually there's like one in every region, maybe one in every big city, but they're great to have around. And it took a while. It was like two months, three months. And he did recover fully, but for that purpose of the show that we were in, we were able to get through a few things and make it work. And uh, and by the time for the show, but I said that to say that he, his basically th- what happened to him is that he had a a transition developed in his voice that he never had before, and it was it was strange to him and foreign, and the, and it is strange and foreign, and that's proof he's proof that it is a strange and foreign thing, and so when we accept it. As a fact, and we think it's perfectly okay to have a transition. Well, that is wrong because transitions, transitions are bad. They <laughs> they are wrong. All right, as this natural singer proved out that they're not in the voice, and when they when they go out there, it's a mess. So, what people have done, and now this is now this is the part where I get to make fun of people. I told you I was going to do this. The Singing teachers have this, these two words that they use in tandem. One is head voice, and one is chest voice. Now, I'm going to make fun of them and say that when you talk about a light, airy voice that you flip into because you have to to achieve a high note, that is not the head voice. Uh-oh, did I make someone mad? <laughs> that is not the head voice. You can call it that all day long. But that flippy, light air voice, that's an airy voice. That's just a fake air voice is what that is. The sad part is, the part that is why I'm in this podcast, the part that is why I'm spending freaking hours developing courses right now is because that is dead wrong. That airy, light voice should not be developed. And the sad part is that people are developing that voice. It's one reason why when people go to opera... They don't like the singer because it's kind of edgy and weird. And that's because that person has developed that upper voice. That head voice is not really a head voice. That's not. I'm saying that's because that person has done that. The person has done a bunch of things like that. But that's one of the things that some opera singers do. Some of them don't. And I'm not making fun of opera singers. I love opera. I'm a huge fan of opera. But in that upper range... Uh, that the singers have learned to flip into the lighter voice and actually develop it and make it bigger and stronger. And they'll say things like, well, I need to sing that in my head voice. Oh, that's in my chest voice. I need to sing that in my head voice. And they separate the two. People, this has to end. I know for a fact that that is wrong because I've taken singers I've fixed people's transitions not by developing the head voice and not by doing these crazy, awful mutations that people do. I'm sorry if your teacher teaches you that. I'm sorry if you're a teacher listening and you get offended, but why are you offended? You were, cha- you were taught wrong. You should be offended that you were taught wrong because you were, and I'm going to prove it to you today. I already gave you one proof of the natural singer. So the other thing that people do is separate the chest voice, like I said, and they call the chest voice as this kind of full voice, you know, the full voice. Now, when the chest voice is correct, well, okay, let me me fix that. Sometimes there's a real mess with the chest voice because some people call it what what I was calling the speaking voice yesterday where you kind of have that flat-toned, kind of edgy voice, and you bring it up. And I totally agree. We don't want to bring that voice up. That's an, an atrocious voice. It doesn't belong in speaking or singing. But it's, I call it the speaking voice because it's the natural way people talk when they do this. So anyway, <clears throat> I don't even like doing that. <laughs> uh, ooh, I have to recover. So, but instead... Okay, wait, let me get, I'm getting ahead of myself. I got really excited. But the the chest voice... That people call the chest voice is really, well, if it's a good sounding and resonant voice, it's actually the middle voice. It's the actual singing voice, is what it is. I call it middle voice just to kind of bridge the communication gap with these people that think of head, head, and chest voice. But really, it's a middle. It's a it's a middle voice. It's a it's the singing voice. And that voice flows, and it has range, and it has resonance, and it sounds amazing, and it sounds like you. When you talk and you go into singing, like I was just kind of half sung just now, it's the same. There's no separation. You don't have that thing where people kind of get in a weird posture and go, you know, Um, that was my fake voice. So that's... um, that's not what singing is about. It's about it's a reflexive and it's a natural thing. It's a fundamental thing to how we're human. So what is what do I call the chest voice and the head voice? Well, this is an old term. This is hundreds of years old, probably three or four hundred years old, going back to the Belcanto style, uh Belcanto's if this it wasn't even a school of singing, but it was kind of a philosophy that a lot of vocal teachers had. Back when opera was really emerging and, and developing and singers were being trained to fill auditoriums and they didn't have microphones back then and they had amazing resonance and power in their whole range well there's my my theory or hypothesis behind this is that back then people's voices were more natural than they are now and there wasn't a lot of these transitions going on that we see today uh that's one of the factors and so when they use the words they didn't mean of this radical transition but there may have been transitions because they do talk about passages and stuff like this so the chest register i'm going to call it the chest register is the place where when you sing you feel a vibration in your chest that's the chest register you feel a vibration in your chest If you put your hand on your chest and you sing low notes la 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 you feel that hmm, you feel it in your chest okay so then when you go higher as you go higher the sensation of the vibration goes into your head and that goes into the bone the cheekbones specifically and some people call that the mask and that vibrates when you do a full high note now, you can get there by cheating with this airy voice and making that full and artificially developing that voice. You can also get there the right way, which is developing your singing voice, whereas one voice. And as you go up, you'll feel that sensation in the mask or in the in the uh, cheekbones. And that's simply because of the body is resonating, because our bodies are meant to sing, people. It's resonating because... It, it we are tuned to our own music. So we're vibrating. Isn't that cool? And so uh I'm sorry, you're hearing chimes because again, I have cats invading my space and they're that was really loud. Okay, I'm going somewhere else. So anyway, <clears throat> uh there he was like I guess the chimes are really interesting because they make noise and they're banging on them. So uh all right. You're probably picturing that I have this like meditation space with chimes and stuff like this, but that's not really. That's just, just lose that visual. It's not that cool. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, going from low to high, there's this transition. It's because it's going into an unnatural voice. Now, do we fix it by bridging that gap between the two and mutating vowels? Yeah, if you have a performance tomorrow, yes. If you have a performance in two weeks and you can't get over this, yes. Temporary tricks, I'm all for it for performance purposes. I've been music director for shows and that's what I had to do a lot of times. But when we're talking about fundamentals, which is what we really need to work on, we're not using those tips and tricks. We're fixing the fundamentals. So what's the fundamental? The fundamental is that the middle of the voice is the singing voice. It's the voice that you can go high and low and it feels exactly the same. It feels great. I can do it. I've taught singers to do it over and over and over. And there is a process. Because we are not natural in our habits, then our voice has not become natural. So when we sing low to high, we have the chest register and it goes up to the head register. These are just confirmations that you're singing a full and relatively free note that causes the vibration of your body. Because your body's responding like a violin, like a seasoned old violin that, that vibrates with music itself. And that's why it sounds so great. And we're the same way. So how do we address this? How do I address it in a voice lesson? How do I, how do I want people to, to start to think about this when you work with your coach? Think about one particular word that, wants, that I want to burn in your head when you have to fix a transition. Air flow. I didn't say power. I didn't say resonant. I didn't say um, power, uh, air power or air capacity or breath support. Breath support is necessary. But I want you to think of flow first because you must establish a breath flow in the voice in order to establish the middle voice, the, singing, the real singing voice throughout the entire range. How do you accomplish that? There's, there's three ways one is by aligning your posture and that's a whole process and again that's why I have to I'm making courses and stuff to supplement your voice lessons or to just give you what you need if you don't have a teacher so that you can learn how to po- how to stand how to open your chest and how to how to align your spine by doing these imagining things like aligning a string to the ceiling and stuff uh and I am uh also we talk about then going to the vocal space, what I call the vocal space, which is where you get a tall and narrow space in the back of your throat, where your back of your tongue is down and relaxed. Soft palate is up, and you have a nice, tall space. And then we have some abdominal support. There's the one level of abdominal support where the internal abdominal muscles are giving you a steady stream of air, and it has to be steady. The next level is what I call the breath of power. I only give that out to certain people and I I can't give that out just freely because it's it's a, there's a safety concern there. You have to develop it safely because otherwise you get enormous amounts of power unsafely. So if you have the abdominal support and the posture and the vocal space, then you work on the flow of the breath. And using and this is something you can do, which you can use a V or a Z vowel, where you sing like a. You can do descending lines, you can do like arpeggios, you can do like a va 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 and va 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 just letting the v kind of z or you can go zo 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 and the zo and the zo and za You just kind of let it go, right? And that's two that you can do. Then you can also do what I call the blowing out of the candle exercise where you can you can not not F, not with an F, but like a, f, just a a, f, 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 and just feel the voice right on the on that pitch, but you have to do the V's and Z's first because the cool thing about a V and a Z, this is a big high level trick, not a trick, it's a high level philosophy. Most people don't even know. They have people sing V's and Z's, and and like your voice teacher probably does it, your choir director probably does it, but. What is the point? Well, in a V, you cannot sing a V like a very, very good, whatever. I don't know why I'm saying very, very good, but uh, you can't sing that unless the air and the sound are together in unison. Vah, it's, it vibrates before it starts singing. Where if you sing an H, like ha, 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 you have the air coming a little ahead of the sound. Now that has a different purpose. When I have people sing H exercise, it has another purpose. V's and Z's, though, ride your sound in the air. They're the greatest thing. They're so simple. Isn't that simple? Yes, it's simple. So you can do some V and Z exercises. Just have fun with it. Go stepwise, do arpeggios, slide down, you know, do slides up and down. There's no particular pattern. There's no like magical formula on the, on the warm up side of it. But using the V and Z, yeah, that's a magical formula because those are awesome vowels for connecting the breath onto your voice and having breath and sound ride and together as one and that's what you must have because that's the natural space that's the natural not space that's the natural flow of the air <clears throat> air and sound together not air preceding sound not air kind of not well I can't really lie lag behind the sound. So that's one uh philosophy and fundamental to bridging and not bridging but actually eliminating the transitions and the breaks and that's one thing i'm working on actually it has to be a video course i was was thinking of doing this like a voice and i'm as i'm explaining it now i'm confirmed that the video option was the best because there's no way for me to just explain this you have to hear it you have to have singers come on and give you examples and it's got to be something that you can experience and understand and then do yourself so there's exercises the v's and z thing that i talked about this blowing out a candle thing there's some other things i used the story about someone who was establishing flow and they a lot of their voice cracked and they had to get through it to get on the other side well that was to break these transitions that method was that i was using was breaking the transitions by establishing flow It can temporarily have some cracking in the voice, just like that natural singer who cracked a bunch of times because the voice was going from a perfect voice to sliding down. It's kind of devolving, so it went through this cracking stage. (laughs) We have to evolve, and we have to go through that cracking stage to get to that place where the voice is flowing and is resonant in all ranges again. It can be done. You can do it. This little bit can help you. It probably will expand your middle voice. Start getting aware of the middle voice. You'll know what it feels like because it feels natural and free and and it feels like you. Like if you speak and you sing, they should sound about the same. Stop speaking in that heavy speaking voice from now on. And if you speak in like a a regular musical voice, that's your speaking voice. That's your singing voice. That's your God-given voice that you were born with. So, uh, it will expand as you find the airflow and give it some support and space. It will expand on its own. It has to grow just like a seed has to grow into a flower or a tree or something. Our voice has to do the same thing. And so you give it what it needs, let it expand outwards. And that's the philosophy. I hope this helps some. I hope it's something that you can take action on now and I hope you enjoy it. So eliminating breaks and transitions. I've had a little fun making fun of teachers, but I didn't go too far. But there's just those three words that are singing to the mask. And people deliberately sing to the mask instead of just using it as a confirmation. Uh, head voice and chest voice. These are, these are misnomers. I hope I have proved the case somewhat here. Uh, I definitely do it more so in my, my class. But I hope you can continue to grow as a singer. Until next time, happy singing.